0: Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer, sponsored by who you just saw, Dr. Michael Ratlund, uh Chris Dental. Uh, when I told him I got this story out of uh, Douglas County uh, that I'd like you to sponsor, and he said, I used to live in Douglas County. I lived in Roseburg. I'm a dentist from down there. I still have a clinic there, but I'm in Eugene now. Yes, I'll sponsor anything for Roseburg. So um, just a little warning. We've got a topic that may... Um, I was going to say tyrannize you, but that would be really weird. Um, but it may, uh, stir you up a little bit, but that's okay. That's why we're here. We're here to give you other points of view and other things going on. A lot of folks are getting really frustrated, uh, business people, uh, with not being able to open their businesses when they see the big box stores open down the street. And, uh, in Douglas County, a group has surfaced and, um, I was talking with Amy just a second ago and she won't tell me the great details until I put her on with Dallas. So um, we also have a senator, Oregon Senator Dallas Heard, joining us to talk about this group, what they're doing, what their motivation is. Um, And if you guys have any questions, um, I will put you up as well. So let's bring on Amy and uh, then we'll bring up Dallas. Thank you, Senator, for being here. Um, Welcome. So tell me about, the Citizens Against Tyranny in Douglas County. How did this start? Either one of you, I don't care who.
1: <laughs> do you want me to take that Amy or do you want to?
2: So uh, it was just a, I'll, I guess I'll take it. Um, it was a meeting of a bunch of business owners that we came together where we were in December, uh, tired of just not being open, not being able to do, make a living, make a wage, pair employees, pay our bills. And our group came together and we came to Dallas and we were like, can you help us? Can you support us? And here we are two months in almost. Um, And it's been, I mean, it's been a whirlwind. I'll definitely say that.
0: (laughs) Well, what do you mean? How
1: has the community responded to this?
2: I'll let you take that, Dallas.
1: (laughs) Well, I really just, and thanks for letting us come on here Rick. Um, It really yep. just depends on you know who you're talking about. Uh, if, it, if it comes down to the small business owners who have been absolutely crushed along with their good employees who you know were told hey uh, don't bother coming to work tomorrow because Kate Brown says you don't have the rights to earn a living because she says so. Um, and so all of a sudden folks that, you know, have rent to pay, whether it's the business that their uh, business is located in or mortgages to pay on that business, as well as the staff and, you know, the bills that come with feeding a family, daycare, um, (coughs) um, you know, rent mortgages for their own personal residences and whatnot. Uh, we just had a, a whole community of people, albeit a minority, a whole group of people just being completely crushed and saying they don't have any rights. And uh, tough, you know, and a lot of those folks waited sometimes five months to get their unemployment benefits from the same government that shut down their their place of employment. So I had a lot of constituents reaching out to me through my personal cell phone and other contact methods, just saying, hey, we nobody's defending us, nobody's advocating for our rights, and um, we can't stay closed anymore. Somebody's got to help us somehow stand together and stand up for ourselves and reestablish our right to, oh my gosh, earn a living and feed a community. And so um, I asked those good folks to, as Amy talked about, go ahead and, and invite their colleagues to a grassroots organized, volunteer organized, community open meeting to go ahead and have a conversation with myself, their servant in, in the Senate district and uh, the, the, the business people and their employees. And from there, this kind of grew from there, the the community itself of those business owners established us uh, at the time an unofficial citizens board kind of like a union would form. How and many people how many are on that board? There's like 11. Madam chair.
2: Uh yes. No, sorry, 13. <laughs> so we have we have the chair which is myself, we have three vice chairs, three secretaries, a treasurer and an events a uh, charity person, and then members at large.
0: So Dallas, really quickly, somebody, Rusty Mark, is asking, <clears throat> what can elected officials do to help avoid backlash, fines, revocation of state licenses, etc. Can the state, can you guys, as I mean, you're you're a Republican in the state uh, Senate, but can you guys, is there anything that can be done from that aspect?
1: Well, from from just ah the the way government is is organized and formed, myself as an individual senator. Doesn't have any direct authority to stop the executive branch, which is what Kate Brown controls. So OSHA, ODOT, the Oregon Liquor Commission, I mean, any state agency you can think of, that is the governor's um, wheelhouse, if you will. The legislature has ultimate authority in most aspects from the House of Representatives to the state Senate. If we vote in a say a two-thirds majority vote or whatever that would be a very high threshold of a certain type of legislation we would be passing the answer is we could have the ultimate authority to completely strip the governor of her abusive emergency powers but unfortunately the democratic majority that is the same party she is a part of is complicit and probably fully endorses the kind of authority she is exercising for one i think it's allowed them to do a lot of the things that they like to do from a political philosophy standpoint from another aspect of it for a lot of politicians who aren't the governor it really gives them a scapegoat in kate brown even if they're on her side of the political aisle to just say well it's her fault it's not mine don't blame me and so oh yeah question is as an individual i have no authority to stop what is happening all i can do is use the bully pulpit that the citizens of senate district one which is southwest oregon have given to me in that in their vote Uh, to be their representative in the state Senate. And so all I'm doing right now is going way outside of the scope of what the legislative position I'm in actually defines. It doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. It just means that the position I'm in, we actually say to go do this kind of stuff. I'm I'm standing with my brothers and sisters who are being completely discriminated against and persecuted and just left for financial death. And so um, the long and the short is we came together Um, They stepped up, there was over 100 different businesses represented at that first meeting that they put together, because I told them, I said, listen, if I had the authority to fix this, we wouldn't be where we're at right now in the first place. So I need you guys to step up equally with me, and let's band together as free citizens, not as some politician and uh, just some people. We're all free people, free citizens, and we need to actually take back our future by saying this is wrong. It's morally wrong what is being done to these people, and so uh, it's led us to this moment where... We're trying to raise a lot of funds, about a quarter million dollars, through a Dodge Viper that was donated by a Douglas County resident to help uh, these good people and their in their employees.
0: Raise. So tell me, okay, so so and Dallas, I got to tell you, I didn't even know you were coming on. I knew we had somebody on. I didn't know, didn't know we were having a senator. You guys, I seriously like a minute beforehand, she goes, "Well, it's Senator Dallas Heard." I went, "Oh my God, I had no idea." So it's nice Hi. to have you on here, so we get a perspective from there. And you just happen to be involved with this group, so that's great. So tell people, so this is not just a group of people whining and complaining. This is a bunch of people who are trying to stand up for what they do. And they're actually putting their money where their
1: mouth is. And you're going to auction off this car. Tell me how this is going to work. So there's a a 2000 Dodge Viper uh, with about 25,000 miles on it that a local Douglas County resident um, donated to the cause. Um, the group has filed its paperwork with the IRS to form a 501c3 charity, um, because the, the real sole purpose of this is to get people back open that have been shut down, uh, open at a capacity that they can actually be profitable, because that's kind of important. If you're losing money while being open, might as well just stay home. Um, and so they need to be open. They need to be open at a volume that they can actually make money. But beyond that, there's some wounds that have just left gaping um, holes in their budgets and in their financial portfolios. And I'm talking both the proprietors who own the businesses. Remember folks that are listening, this is the smallest of the small mom and pop operations. These are restaurants and bars and gyms that may have no employees to as many as maybe 15 employees. This is not corporate America. Corporate America is doing fine through all this because they have lots of money to spend on lobbyists to come lobby individuals like me up in your state capital uh, and ask the governor to actually make you know provisions that allow their business model to actually succeed. Whereas folks like Amy have been just told, you don't matter, you don't have the big bankroll to go tell Kate Brown, hey, do something different for us. And so this is the, the private community uh, through charity trying to help the community survive this onslaught. And so, so um, um, hold your thought for a second senator um
0: amy so tell yeah. people because i want to he brought this up and i want you to so you own a small restaurant um yeah. and and you can only put six people in it so you're just staying closed because it's not yes. worth
2: it. i so at with the mandate and because i deal i'm i can have six people if i go against the mandate i have a full service liquor license and um health authority that I can have that those I can have my liquor license pulled which I can have it taken away forever or I can have it taken away for 50 days like the club in Bend or 6 months and to get that back it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to get that liquor license back to you
0: and that's Absolutely. what people don't understand because in the general public because I keep hearing people say why don't more people just do this? Why don't more business owners like restaurant owners just you know go back and do this? And it's really it's not it's not oh, the the health department you're afraid of. It's the OLCC taking that license because you can't serve beer or wine or alcohol, which is a exactly. big part of any business like yours.
2: Exactly. I mean, we I see people every day, whether it's here in Myrtle Creek or in Roseburg, and they're like, Oh my God, we just want to come back and have some eggs Benedict. When are you going to open? When can we come in for your Bloody Marys? Cause everything's scratch made at our, at, at our place. I mean, we get as fresh, I mean, I I'm buying lo- so local that I'm getting it from the farm across the street from my house or out of my backyard.
0: So what does this do to the farmer across the street and, and, and those folks?
2: He yells at me and wants me to open my restaurant up to make it for him <laughs>
0: but, but if, if you're if that's your his supply you buy from you know what i mean from these people that's got to right. be hurting them as well
2: so, well luckily right now it i mean it's not luckily but it's winter so there's not he it's not like a greenhouse um garden so i it's literally like i'm buying from i have probably four local farmers that I get from and they and people will just drop off fresh food from i mean fresh vegetables and it's it's crazy
0: okay when we were were talking when we were talking earlier you said something else that i hadn't heard and i think i want people out there to understand this too is you were you were talking about when when it before you did reopen like the first time you, you reopen and then it closed again you reopen you close again and you're giving away food you're you're wasting food you're you're paying for stuff that so it's up and down up and down up and down and
2: and it's a roller coaster it's just not it's financially a roller coaster but it's also it's an emotional roller coaster like you go they say you can open you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on product and and i'm and then you're like you have these things and you can be open for two weeks but then you're they'll close you down for a month, and I can't keep those products. So the first time we closed down uh, in March last year, I had literally just placed like a $3,000 order. I had all this fresh produce, all of these things, and I I didn't make a big deal about it because it, it's not about being noticed or notoriety, you know, but I took all of that stuff and I made grocery bags full of food and just made phone calls and said, Hey, I've got fresh food. Who can come get it? Who needs it? And, and I, we ended up, I think maybe 20 bags of shrimp, fish chicken, fresh groceries and and gave it to just, uh, you know, families that weren't, hadn't got their unemployment yet. And couldn't go and get groceries. I mean, loaves of bread and we did it again in November. We just took everything we had had and just bought and donated it all again.
0: So Amy, what do you say to people who say, well, but the problem is by you opening, you're putting more people at risk of dying or getting COVID and that kind of thing. What do you have? Cause that's what, anytime I bring this up, you know, there's th- that you, you get that you, and you've heard that. So what do you say to people like that?
2: So, um, I, I have made, we have purchased, we have made every attempt, our tables are six feet apart. We have face masks, got the door, we have the signs, we have this hand sanitizer stations everywhere. And, you know, um, and I still was turned in. And, you know, it's like, you can only do so much. And there's just people that are out there turning people in, not just one restaurant, but 10, 20, 30 people, you know, 30 restaurants. And it just, it gets, you're just like, I just want to make biscuits and gravy and feed people. That is it. I
0: don't. Pay your bills and your employees. Pay
2: my bills. And, you know, pay, pay my, they're my family. They're, you know, I. I worry more about my employees than I do about my own things. I mean, every employee that works for me is from my town. It's somebody I grew up with, somebody I went to high school with, my niece works for me, my other niece works for me. And all of these people now don't have jobs. And oh, by the way, they're still not getting their unemployment.
1: Rick, may I answer that question? Yeah, hop right in, (laughs) Senator it's really important for folks to understand that, um, this question about, well, you know, what if you're hurting people by being open and earning a living? Well, for one, I want everybody to look out on the internet, go to your, go to town tomorrow. and And I dare you to find one category of life from pharmaceuticals to home repairs, to groceries, to food from a prepared from a restaurant, to just about anything where you can't order it online and either have it directly delivered to your home or order it via phone or online and go to that place of business in that category of industry and have it just brought out to your car. So the point is, is that if you're in the kind of situation where you're a state employee, a retiree, you're on social benefits, not depending on income, or some other sort of financial revenue program where you don't have to worry about having a job, you don't have to worry about going to work to earn a living and you can just stay home indefinitely, and you're worried about COVID, you probably should just stay home indefinitely. And then everybody else that's not worried about it to the point of where they can actually go to work and continue to exist should be allowed to do so. That's what freedom is all about. Um, this idea that your neighbor's fear creates some sort of a super right all of a sudden within them where Kate Brown and that neighbor can just say, nope, citizen A, um, we think for some reason, because the data, by the way, folks, the science that the majority party, the Democrats in this state and keep on about, the data doesn't support shutting down these restaurants. Did you Let's- see the report from
0: the I know it's the, they're, it'll get discounted because of who it's from, but it was on the on a news out of KTF, KTLV out of Bedford. It, it was the Oregon restaurant and lodging data. Uh, they said the restaurant closures across the state with mask mandates. And this is seven western states shows no correlation between the number of cases and deaths and the decision to close indoor dining. And that was from research and it's on my page. If anybody wants to go look at the next, the one down, you can click on the article and it has the numbers. It has all the numbers that were listed in there. Now, again, I'm just in, in full disclosure, it was the restaurant association, but you know, you can't, you, you can't pick and choose just what information you want. And, and, and I've seen those reports over and over again. Well, and I, Rick- I also asked, I also ask a lot of questions. Sometimes with people I say, w- w- before you tell me, um that that these restaurants should stay closed i want to know if you're getting a paycheck (laughs) because it's a lot different to make a judgment on someone else when you're getting a paycheck and they're not getting a paycheck and this is starting to affect my business other people's businesses most of the people i know um So, you need to, you know, there's you lose a little credibility if the check is still coming, the same one you've been getting forever, and the rest of us are getting a less paycheck. It's 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 a little disconcerting to me sometimes. Now, go ahead, Senator.
1: I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, 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 it's all right. Well, it's it's great that you brought up that association's data because that data is actually based on the state's own data. Oh, is it? Yes. So it's the, it's the state's data they're using that is showing that this farce, that they're claiming, well, you don't have rights if you own a restaurant to continue to be open and early living, whether you're the employer or the employee. It's, it's, it's actually based on the sa- science. And uh, so if you look at the way the, the majority folks that run Salem right now, they pound their chest all the time about what scientists they are and say, look at the science, look at the science. Well, the science says they are full of it when it says you didn't have any rights to stay open there's no argument to actually support what they are doing, both morally, philosophically, or science driven data-wise. But well, here we- I, what I've noticed too
0: in, in, in our community is the lines at Jack in the box or McDonald's are miles away, you know, huge. And then these places like Northwest burger and people like that, that are serving quality beef, quality food, that's healthy, you know, healthier. And I'm not anti McDonald's or anything like that, but it's like, we're, and then, and then the gyms, where do you, where do you stay immune? by working out, you know, by, by keeping your lifestyle like this. So we close the very places that can, that is to me, I want to prevent this. I'm not trying to run away from it. I'm trying to keep my body in shape. So if I do come in contact with it, that I'll kick its ass before it does it. I hope <laughs> otherwise I'll, I'll go through it. You know,
2: um, I always say, I'm sorry, right? Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. This is I say that the people that uh, are getting sick or not. They didn't eat vegetables out of the dirt and just eat it. Or drink out of the water hose because I mean that's what I did growing up I mean if somebody's gonna bring me a fresh veggie out of a garden to my restaurant or whatever I'd much rather have it fresh off the vine and just eat it than get it from a store because how many people have touched that tomato at the store
0: right
2: I know you're you're gonna be proud I know that God made that tomato (laughs) And the sun, it came from the rain, it came from the sun, it came from the dirt,
1: and if dirt, if God made dirt, dirt doesn't hurt, so you can eat it. Well, something, something I would, is just the hypocrisy of this, because let's face it, I, I want people to really think about this, pot shops are open, strip clubs are open, liquor stores are open, Amy just referenced grocery stores, I've been to, and there's nothing wrong with these stores, I'm just using them as examples, I've been to Fred Meyer, Walmart, Albertsons, Sherm's Thunderbird, not a single one of them has less people per square foot uh, actively walking through. And as Amy just said, touching everything. Sometimes people are touching the same object multiple times, grabbing it off a shelf, putting it back, so on and so forth. Looking through the fruit and the produce section, looking at it, putting it back, looking at it, putting it back. This doesn't make any sense, science or any other way. And so we've, as citizens, we've got to start asking ourselves, have we really got to the point in society where we have become so well-behaved that we are willing gonna let elitists like Kay Brown, who by the way, has never sent a penny of her money back to the treasury of the state or to you, the taxpayers that she has shut down. She's still getting her full salary. She's still getting her full benefits while she parades around the state saying, I'm the queen, I'm the boss, I'm the master. You're not citizens, you're my subjects. Sit down, shut up and do what you're told or I'll send OSHA to give you a $14,000 fine like she did with mom and pop restaurant in Roseburg back in the, back later, earlier in the summer, someone asked, what can I do? I called the governor on her cell phone and had a direct conversation with her twice about that little restaurant that tried to open back up because they were losing everything. And she said to me, direct quote, when I said, I'm begging you, governor, please don't find these good people. She said, Senator, they have defied my governor's direct uh, executive order. And we just can't let that happen. That's just, that's just the way it's going to be. And I, I, I'm just, I'm like, These people are not your children. They're free men and women. And when people like me or her start to see ourselves as your authority, you need to get rid of us. We're not your authority, not her, not me. We're your servants. And the second we start doing otherwise, you you need need to to work for me. That's right. Amen. And and
0: so Sandy Lesman, who doesn't have a picture, so Sandy, I'm not judging, but usually what I find is... Sandy, and I I hope this. if if you want to come on and show me who you really are, usually these are a troll person, but it says, complain, complain, complain. She loosened the restrictions. Jeez Louise, change your business plan or get out of business. Um, Sandy, I'd also like to ask you, have you ever run a business? Do you have a business? Um, Where does your paycheck come from? Um, You know, it's really easy to get on here and be a keyboard warrior, but I'm really tired of that whole thing. Um, I don't mind people coming on with real questions. But if you are not affected by this, then you don't have much of a voice in the conversation. How can they justify strip clubs? Oh, Trisha, (laughs) it's, no, yeah. So, well, what about the lottery? She just opened, you can play lottery, but you, you can sit there and play the lottery, but you can't order
1: food. Are they enforcing social distancing in the strip clubs?
2: No, I don't even know how you do that.
1: So so what are you guys
0: doing? Let's talk the positive. You guys are doing some cool stuff that so you have these projects coming up to don't to give money back to your businesses. So you're not just complaining. You're actually going out and doing something to raise your own money. You're not going to Dallas Senator and saying, "Hey, bring us more money to Douglas County." You're going out and you're going to your own people and taking charge of this. So tyranny yeah people against tyranny. This does not mean you're, you know, raising flags and you're screaming at people and yelling, you're actually doing something positive for your community. And that's the thing that's not getting out. People are just looking at your your title and saying, here's what you're doing. And I uh, did a little research, and that's really what's happening here. Uh, we got tons of people. What are you going to do about it? John Monroe wants to know it. And And I don't think he's coming about it from a, a but, but what do you, what do you do? What can people do? as far as what, what can people do about how do they, how do you get, I, I saw this earlier. So I'm going to get, I'm going to kind of lump all these questions together. How do you, how do you, how is a citizen in Oregon? Um, we had a bunch of gyms here and they had a big press conference and I knew I'm going to go anywhere. They wrote a letter to the governor saying, here's the statistics, please open. They they didn't hear back. How do you get people and, and, and no offense, you know, to, to you, Senator, but you know, the Republicans have, basically, you know, for years, um, done a poor job and we now have a super majority in Oregon so there's absolutely nothing any of you really can do very much um, and that's just my own opinion um, but what can people do, what can the regular citizen do um, to to really have an effect on this and get her to listen to them, just at least their concerns. I mean she has her position and she has support for that but there's another position out here and I get critiqued for this because I'm bringing this out, but this is because no one's talking about the stuff that you guys are doing. And we need to hear this because there's people
1: out there that understand where you're coming from. Well, I, are you asking me or Amy? Either one of you. Okay. <laughs> I, do you mind, Amy? I, Go ahead. I can- So what can you do? I mean, to me, you have to raise private charity to help uh, support each other on the economic side to get things rolling again. Because like I said, even if even if the 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 dictators um, executive orders went away today, there is a hole that now has to be filled uh, of debt and um, just living on a razor's edge, whether it's for the employer or the employees that needs to be made whole now. And so the private community can come together and help make that hole through charity. Uh, raffles and different things like we're talking about. This Friday, the community's coming together on Garden Valley Boulevard and Roseburg here to do a charity car wash to raise money to buy tickets for Vietnam era veterans for that Dodge Viper raffle. And then obviously the money that buys those tickets goes directly towards these restaurants, gyms, and their employees. So that's one thing. The other thing is the U.S. Supreme Court at the federal level, not the state, but the federal U.S. Supreme Court, all nine justices, including the very, very liberal three justices that would typically you would think side with someone like uh, the governor and whatnot, unanimously ruled back in December here about a month and a half ago that any government agent, this is important for the people at home to hear about, any government agent who was determined in a lawsuit that you, a private citizen, may file against them, to have actually directly infringed upon your rights, like, oh, I don't know, OSHA coming in and shutting down your place of business and your right to earn an income can be personally sued. Meaning it won't be the state that defends them. So folks that work for OSHA, folks that work for any form of government out there, if you're listening, for you and your friends that you work with, and I'm not saying all you're bad people, that is not what I'm saying, but for the government folks out there that think it's their job to tell my citizens and me for that matter, that we have no rights, The U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled, which they don't hardly do on anything, including as the sky blue, that you can be sued personally and held personally liable if you are determined by the courts to have infringed on war citizens' basic rights. So people need to be educated. They need to understand about this stuff. They need to start understanding the right of their First Amendment right to protest and free speech. We have a flyer right now that was put together by a local attorney that references that this place of business is open under uh, direct political protest against the governor and her unconstitutional mandates and that anyone both private citizen or public official either elected or otherwise that comes into this place of business and attempts to do anything other than support our active protests will be held personally and financially liable in a court in a in a, in a private in a court of law sorry and, and that, can, you can do that case. yes that's where your u.s supreme court case uh for the, that was unanimously ruled on comes into play and now so let me say one more thing dallas i think what a lot of people also i learned
0: this recently i did not know this but what what people who are uh, turning people in need to also understand is that's a public record and the business owners can go to OSHA and they can look up that public record and find out who's doing this. It's not, this is not, you're not behind a cloak. You're not like the wizard of Oz. Um, this is something where it is public information and we, we need to stop doing that. I just, that is what makes me the angriest is that we, they're pitting us against each other and we should be helping each other. And let me address, Sandy, it's about mask wearing places where masks are worn with social distancing can open with fewer restrictions. That's not true.
2: I'll, a- I'll answer, Sandy. So the masks that are being worn, the, the ones that are the surgical masks, those are for sterile environments not to be worn every single day out in out in public that's for a hospital doctor's office environment where it's sterile if you're wearing the same mask for three or four days do you know how many how much bacteria is in that just but, from let, your me, own
0: but, but, but let me I think that but but, but the, to the specific question she's asking Amy here is it's she's saying places where masks are worn with social distancing can open with fewer restrictions. I know every restaurant in Eugene, Springfield, prior to this, all was they're wearing their masks. They were still the places that have outdoor seating that are open. They're wearing masks. um, They're keeping back from the table. So they're not able to open because they're wearing a mask. And because it's like when people start blaming, if everybody wore their mask, then everybody could open up. That's not true. That's putting the blame on a population of people. I can't tell you the last time I went down there may be different in Douglas County, but the last time I went into a store or restaurant that where you're supposed to have a mask that somebody wasn't wearing one. I can tell you in Montana, I saw it a lot, but here I can't tell you that. So this, it's not an excuse that's true. And I'm tired of people using that because it's, unless you're going somewhere, I'm not. Now, if you think the mask is not worn properly, I don't know who the mask police are. They get to determine how that is, but mine go over my, you know, it's over the nose and over the mouth. Um, and I think we just need to stop doing this. And um, in terms of tattling and having conversations like this, where we can learn some information. And I'm sorry, I'm t- talking way more than I should. Dallas, go ahead. You have a thought <laughs> on your
1: comment. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, put the politician and Rick answer together. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what,
1: what I what I want for for folks that don't know me that are listening to this, what I what I want you to understand is that. Um, we need to start electing people that don't care about polls. We need to start electing about people that care about your rights. See, That's the thing that's really frustrating and discouraging for me through all this has been that the people that want to verbally borderline physically assault people like Amy or myself uh, for standing up for freedom and liberty, we're standing up for your rights too. Those of you that are with Kate Brown and all of this madness that has happened to this point, you're actually warring against your own rights. Um, it's amazing to me, we have all these uh, social warriors running around this country at this point, and in this state in particular, they're constantly pounding their chest about how we're with the minority when they're talking about race or gender identity or sexuality. But when it comes to a a political minority, like a bunch of folks that own restaurants and work at restaurants, the smallest of the small, all of a sudden, it just doesn't matter matter anymore because it's not pop, pop culture, politically correct, the thing to do. And so there's really no foundational truth or principle to this whole social justice stuff in my opinion because they pick and choose what minority they're going to represent from one day or the other. You should always be someone that stands up for the weak and the small and those who are being persecuted by the strong and the elite and that's what this is the strong and the elite is the fence that is dividing all of us. I'm not some elitist guy I'm just some high, high school educated mower pusher who's getting paid 2,700 bucks a month to be in the state legislature. I'm here to stand with people people like Amy and the rest of the in this community I don't care if it's just Amy left in the end. And anybody who's going to go with the flow of what Kate Brown wants to do and and all the stuff that the state of Oregon does, that should terrify you if that's the only kind of people you want to be invested in. Because when is the roulette wheel of life going to come around to you tomorrow? And it's you that's the focus and the target of your own government persecuting you. Okay, now, Sandy, I'm going to and I'm answering your questions because I I do want to have opposing
0: opinions on here. But I want to explain something. So Jim's going to open under the number of restriction under a number of restrictions. That's true. So if you have a 500 square foot gym or bigger, larger, so 50,000 square foot, you can have 6 people in there. Well, all the gym owners and I do a lot of work with gym owners. They can't open because that doesn't they 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 can't make any money having 6 people in a in a, you know, 5,000 square foot building. So it's not really what it seems it sounds like oh gyms are opening because that's what a newscaster is going to say get on there's an and local gyms are opening what they're not explaining to you is nobody really can because it's not enough six people does not pay for the staff person that has to be there and and all the other stuff so yes you're right
1: but you need to understand there's more to the story than what you're seeing right there and that's um, intentional that's intentional by the governor by the way right she really has that little respect for us the people that she thinks that she can do things like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and open this back up, but it's gonna be a 25% capacity allowance. So technically I'm giving them their rights back as if it was ever hers to take and they're open, but I'm just not gonna make it widely known that it's only at such a rate that you will go financially bankrupt guaranteed because you can't actually open at a rate, a volume of customers that can actually make you profitable. Most folks out there just don't understand. Restaurants, the best of them, they're lucky if they're making 10% profit, meaning if they did a, if they did $2,000 in sales that day, that's $200 they actually took home after cost, keeping the lights on, the water bill, the food, right. the labor, the rent, the taxes, the fees, all the stuff government's throwing on them. There's just not much left at the end of the day. And that's when they're fully opened. Most of the people I know here that run own restaurants, the,
0: basically the only reason they're keeping them open is to, to pay their employees, um, and they're shutting them if they can't get the unemployment. But they're opening only like or uh, really spotty times, you know that kind of stuff. We have some people down here, Tap and Growler. Um, these people are busting their ass to keep that place open. And on a Friday night and Saturday night, they're pretty busy because they've but they've had to spend thousands with putting building a whole outside structure um, that isn't really effective, you know, when the rain comes oh. and it's super cold so it's like but they're doing i i have never if you want to talk about warriors in our culture i would have so told you i I won't name a business because then that'll just be putting them down but there's a whole bunch of people i would have thought of as warriors right now i think it's restaurant owners and small business owners you are the ballsiest people i know because you keep doing it and and despite anything you keep hanging on and doing this and i think all of us who have like Sandy, that, you know, you can do your gym class online. Well, that, it's it's not what we're talking about. Sorry. here. Um, you obviously probably don't go to a gym, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they do, they have them online, but people want to get back to living their lives. And yeah. um, so what do you do? How do you balance this? Because everybody's going to, all the complaints we're going to get from people um, is going to be, but these people are at risk. We're putting people at risk of getting the, the 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 virus and when i look at statistics and math and tell me if i'm wrong but what i see is most of the most people like 97 percent of people are will get over
1: this well it, and it's not fun my friends that have it mean yeah like dal said 99 the survival rate is of those who actually become infected, it's 99.7% will survive. And that's-, that's and, yes, and yes, we are concerned
0: about that, that percentage is dying because that's a horrible thing. Absolutely. But, yes. but, but I guess people aren't counting um, sometimes. I feel like we don't count deaths when it comes to um, someone's business, which is if you've ever owned a small business and it goes under, It is a death, and you don't just go. Well, at least you're not dead. That's you you could only say that. And what about the kids committing suicide and the mental health problems?
1: But Rick, are you aware that are you aware that some jurisdictions are counting deaths of people who died just died? But died within 60 days after getting out of being infected with COVID. No, and I've, I've heard all that. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, so I know
0: that I don't want to talk about the numbers and how that, because it, it just opens up a whole other can of worms, but I, it's okay that you bring that up. Um, real <laughs> quick, I want to say, yeah, yeah, we could get in so much trouble here. Um, like I a, want to thank our sponsor really quick, Chris Mintle. Dr. Michael Bratlin is a former dentist in Roseburg. He now is in Eugene. He is our client. When we told him we want that uh, we had this story. And you guys, here's the deal. Instead of getting all down on what we're talking about here, just listen and take some information in because what if everything else is not absolutely 100% correct? I have never covered a news story in my life where somebody one side was absolutely 100% in the right. It's always a combination, and if we are being driven apart as a people, um, that's got to stop because we got to start talking to each other and find out what's the common ground. So, if if what is the common ground that we want to to deal with here? And it sounds like you guys in Douglas County have come up with taking care. Okay, we can't just afford to reopen and and have the LCC. You know come down on us so we're going to take care of each other we're going to find a way to do that and i think that's really super creative when is that and how do people get involved in
1: that well i mean a lot most of douglas county's restaurants and whatnot have been open for weeks now and it's because of the courage of people like amy the local the local media and the local elected officials have really uh, decided to do the whole elitist thing and circle the wagons around each other and really come down hard on them and on me Uh, but the fact of the matter is This has given a lot of folks in this community that haven't come out publicly said so a lot of courage to actually reopen and get back to business and actually get back to life so they don't just dry up and die um and so that's that's it's one of those things that's truly organic there's no there's no big corporate anything behind this quite the opposite it's just regular folks uh getting word of mouth support each other what was that
2: i said it's more it's word of mouth i mean we do a lot A lot, I mean, a lot of our stuff is on, we post on our Facebook, but it, you know, it it is, we're so close. Somebody always knows somebody, and there's always a word of mouth. It's just, that's how quickly it spread. And that's how I found out about the first meeting. It was just literally, I got a text message, Amy, you need to be here at this time.
1: You can go to the Facebook page for Citizens Against Tyranny, the Douglas County chapter, and you can keep up the date on when the public meetings are going to be. Uh, for the time being, the 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 citizen community there of restaurant owners and gym owners and whatnot and their employees that are putting this effort together are having a monthly, first Friday of every month, open meeting down in the Roseburg area, and that information will you know be available through the Facebook page. But Rick, one thing I'd like to challenge to the folks that are constantly just telling these good folks that they just need to basically stay home and go bankrupt. If you really wanna believe what you're saying is genuine and honest, I'm talking about you, the people that are saying this, why don't tomorrow, no matter what your situation is, why don't you go write a thousand dollar check to whoever the closest mom and pop restaurant and their employees are? Why don't you do that out of your own personal bank account? Otherwise your criticism, it's completely empty and self-serving. Wow. Yeah, I think, don't you feel
0: like I mean, I'm kind of talking about stuff that doesn't, I, I don't know. This is kind of a weird thing, but it's my show. So what the heck? Um, I I have a train that goes by. I know, I'm like, who's got the train? Oh.
2: has the train.
0: That's why it scares some
1: people so much. Oh, I always a hobby train. set in the garage.
2: I toy train
0: set. <laughs> so Senator, do you have a train?
1: Actually, I do have a train like you actually down across the the creek here. Okay. Which side of the tracks are you on? One in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But but don't you think, I
0: feel like there may be um, a change in in the air. And I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like people are starting to go and it's not that they're just tired of being home. I mean, I think it's that people are starting to go, wait a second. We got to figure out a better way to work together as libertarians, as Democrats, as Republicans, as people like me, non-affiliated voters. Which, by the way, we should open that damn primary so I could actually have a voice in the in the election, or get rid of it because I pay for it and I can't participate in it. But anyway, that was just a little little commercial on my own. Um, but we should really all start going. What do we have in common? And we've got and stop operating out of fear. Um, Nobody makes good decisions out of fear unless you're jumping out of the way of a car coming to attack you. But that happens that fast. When fear is prolonged, it, it is you, you know something's not right. And so you've got to stand up to that and, and say, OK, wait a second. And I think that I talked to a doctor um, who's very involved in this and he's an epidemiologist and he's out of Stanford. And he said the worst thing a public health department can do is shame and blame. And i said right out the door that's what happened in oregon the commercials came out if you're not wearing a mask you're killing somebody the commercials came out and they're they're, they're out again this one you know and 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 he he even went as far as to say you don't go here you got university of oregon students and they're going to parties he goes that's what they do in their life you can't shame people for being a 20 year old kid and doing this now is it you know should they have gone out probably not but he's saying you don't that's not how you You educate people or correct things. And that was probably out of the get go. The worst thing I heard, I heard that commercial and I was appalled. And so were a lot of people, but now it's just settled in and everybody, now they, not everybody, but people have adopted that. And I get emails from people, how does it feel to know you've killed somebody, which is completely offensive. And who really does
1: that? You know what I mean? That is not humanity. Well, I, I would ask people, I would ask people to question how ethical and moral is it that your government, our government is using our tax dollars to put signs along the freeway, like in the right. Albany region that I've had to drive by recently that says, do you love your family enough to wear a mask? I saw that one too. Oh my gosh, folks, this, this, this is, this is a religion that is forming and, right. and it's not one that actually has a fundamental basis in right and wrong. It's a shifting boat and right. you know who's controlling it? the richest, most powerful, most arrogant, proud people I could ever have had in any nightmare hope to have met in my life. But and don't, and they don't, at the end of the day, they don't care that. about you. They care about control. Right.
0: So um, people can still, they should write people like yourself and to show support. So the things that you can do, um, if you want to find out more about how they're handling this in douglas county you can go to that tyranny page on facebook okay so that's one thing you can do second thing you can do is if you have a legislator in your area or a senator you which you do um you need to write them and kindly express your opinion do not accuse do not yell because i bet senator heard will will back me up on this i always tell people this it i don't if, if you write me a nasty email i don't read it I say, (laughs) screw you! If you, if the people, if somebody is on there just accusing things, you're not gonna, you're gonna read it, but not take it as seriously. People need to to get not vent at you, but get their opinions out to you and their ideas, and that shows support. But if enough people do that, then people start realizing that the current message that's out there is maybe not what everybody's buying into, and that we want a new message. We want to find a way that we can protect. Our, our elderly, we can protect the most vulnerable people, but the rest of us can get out there and make sure that the economy is moving, that our children are in schools, that they're feeling good about themselves, that they're not suffering with depression and that we're, we're supporting people rather than saying, well, I support small business, but you have to stay shut. That's not supporting small business.
2: No. We've had several counties actually. I've had several emails sent to me and phone calls um on my phone of other counties wanting to step up and get involved and it's so we're not just douglas county we'll take anybody that wants to help i'll be
1: going i'll be going to the coos bay uh, community tomorrow night um because they uh, several of those citizens over there heard about this movement and invited me to come over and just kind of break out uh, the genesis of it and just ha- kind of how it all works and how they can actually start up their own chapter. Some folks, as Amy mentioned, some folks from Lake County have done the same, uh, about a hundred different businesses. Gosh, it's been over a month ago now, I think, yeah. reached out the Portland community um, wanting to get involved in this. And so, um, you know, and, and again, for folks, for folks that are saying, oh, these people are terrible, they just need to stay home and stay shut and just go bankrupt and everything. Listen, I would ask you this. Um, How would you feel if the public school teachers were said, we're not going to open schools? Well, that is a reality. Um, We're not going to let you teach and we're not going to pay you either. Do you think the public school teacher union would still be in support of this? Nope. And you know what? I wouldn't support that kind of action against them either. If they were told, you know what, just go home and die. You're not going to get paid. You're not going to be allowed to teach those kids you love. You're not going to be able to do what you were educated to work in and whatnot. I'd be standing with them just like I am with Amy and everybody else in this situation because it's about freedom and liberty and true equality, not just what I picked to ta- today for some slogan to say, oh, I'm for equality as long as, for, as it's for the people that vote for me. A lot of these folks that are, are a part of these businesses and whatnot that I've been advocating for Half of them didn't even know who I was. So you can't say it's because I'm just doing it cuz they're the people that supported me. I bet you a lot of them are registered Democrats. That's fine. They're people. They have rights. None of the rest of it matters.
0: All right. All right, you guys. Gosh. That was interesting.
2: <laughs> eh? <laughs> I'm <laughs> emotional about it because I mean, I'm not I I'm not fighting I'm fighting for everybody. I'm not just fighting for me. But I'm also fighting for Dallas's kids. I'm fighting for my grandchild, children, um, uh, the bakery down the street. If I don't ever get to open back up, I'm not going to stop the fight because small town America is going away. And it's not fair because that's what we were brought up as as small town America. When growing up, my main street was full of little stores and that's where we shopped. We didn't have Costco here. We didn't have Walmart here. That's what we did. We shopped at the Super Y and got our prescriptions at the Pickle. local pharmacy.
0: But you know, what? I would beg. I'm going to throw something. I I would. I I think that rural America is going to see a surge because many of us are living in urban America and we're done. We're tired. We want to go back to those values. But here's the deal when you go to rural oregon or rural montana or rural idaho or rural washington um, you're a visitor you you can take your love and your kindness but you go in and you assimilate with what they do there and and you become part of their community you don't take your community there and try to change them that's what happens a lot of times and i think cool. that's a very very wrong thing and the second thing i want to say in closing this thing is you guys this is not a revolution. It's a restitution. And there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So none of these people are revolutionaries are going out and storming anything. Um, what these people doing are restoring what is rightfully theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it works. So, um, I hope you guys have a better idea of who they are and what they are. Um, I hope that, uh, if you totally disagree with them, that's okay. That's okay. Be nice about it. And you can write on here, you can write them. Um, But let's just stop this madness. Um, You know, stop the madness stuff. You guys, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Rick Dancer for governor. Huh? (laughs) What did you say? Dancer for governor, non affiliated party. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah, I could I told somebody I'll run for governor if you if you made it a non-affiliated thing and then they go, well nobody would you couldn't get either party to support you and I said that's my that's my security <laughs> That's what makes it so it couldn't happen. yeah that, so don't start writing on here buddy Dra for governor because I'm not going to run for governor I can, <laughs> more, I can cause way more problems out here <laughs> <laughs> you know, thank you for what you do. Amy, good luck with the restaurant. All you folks in Douglas County, um, good luck with your taking care of each other. And thanks for setting an example of how we can take care of one another here. I'm going to do a little closeout and then uh, we'll be gone. Thanks you guys. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. So again, you guys were sponsored by Chris Dennell um, out of here in Eugene, Dr. Michael Bratlin. Um, He's not afraid uh, to stand up for what he believes in. He backs the blue, and uh he's a a guy who just likes to sponsor shows that get people talking and thinking and stuff so i uh i hope what you heard here tonight might inspire you you know and if you disagree again that's okay um but let people talk let people have their say and and if you have comments you can write them on the page if this is something that you uh would like other people to see please share it on on their pages and stuff so people will know and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. A um, Couple of house bills introduced by a Lane County uh, legislator that have a lot of people concerned. Um, gosh, I, I've got to really look here. House bill 2238 is one of them. And I think the other one is 2253. I can't remember for sure. Um, but we have a, an expert from Salem coming on tomorrow night to explain to you what they are, what they would do and why you should be very afraid. Um, we're trying to keep you informed. Um, and uh, sometimes it's a good day, and today was a good day. So, Chris Dental, again, Dr. Michael Bratlin, thank you for sponsoring it. In fact, you know what I should do? I'm going to just close out with we'll just play his little ad again. He is so COVID safe. It's not even funny. So, this video shows you they have a little machine that sucks the aerosol when you're in there so that the employee and you are safe from the COVID. And then he sprays the machine down. And so that's Michael spraying the machine when you see the very end. I'm gonna let this go and then I'm gonna close.